And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. All right, it is Monday, November 9th. We are coming up on Veterans Day. Coming out of a very interesting weekend, shall we say. Hello everyone and welcome. Jason Hutt here in the bunker. And it looks like... My microphone is loud again. How is this happening here? It is one of those things where the technology is just starting to betray me. And the music just stops. Look at that. How's that? How's that for a for a thing? Okay. <laughs> anyway, welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us uh, here live from the bunker. We are in the super secret underground bunker at World Headquarters here in the middle of the country. And uh, it has been an interesting weekend. I want to I want to start. Uh, well, let me let me start with a couple of different pieces of business here. Uh, whether when I say everybody is welcome, I mean that. Whether you voted for Biden or Trump or George Organson or Kanye West or Mickey Mouse or Kermit the Frog, whoever, everybody is welcome here. As long as you're all polite and civil and cordial to each other, we can all we can all be in the same space and we'll be fine. The live chat is open for those of you who are watching live. We are broadcasting on both YouTube and Facebook. And uh, if you are uh, looking at this or listening to this later than the live broadcast, we do have a couple of ways you can comment. You can leave a comment on any of the uh, media entries, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or, or a podcast, or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci fi me.com. And that is the way you can get a hold of us there. And uh, it is also uh, something where you can send us a note through the contact tab over at sci fi for mecom So a number of different ways that you can get in touch with us. You can leave us your thoughts and, and participate in the conversation. Also, we do have this uh, discount codes uh, over at SuperheroStuff.com, 10% off when you use the promo code sci fi for me 10 when you check out. It can be applied to... Uh, other offers, other sale items, other discounts that they have at SuperheroStuff.com. Not all of them, but some of them. So we do have that for you to uh, take advantage of as well. And if you are uh, inclined to listen to these shows as podcasts as opposed to uh, watching on video, I mean, certainly you can have the video playing in the background, but if you prefer this in a podcast form, we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Double Twist, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. So any of those apps, uh, you can uh, do that. Of course, we are hosted at podcast.com, so you can find us there and download the direct RSS feed. So a number of, of ways that you can get a hold of us through the various different technology tools, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, as I'm going through uh, all of this, 
know, besides all of those podcast players, we're on a lot of social media networks. Uh, we're on, you know, besides YouTube, we're on, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Vero, we're on Pinterest, we're on Gab, Minds, MeWe, we're on BitChute, Library. So we're a lot of different places. <clears throat> All that to say that now there is a question hanging over my head, and we'll get to that here in just a moment. As you can see over my shoulder, we have 170 days with no incident here at the bunker. Although there's been a question whether or not we needed to reset the, the clock a couple of different times, but we've decided not to. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to our streak, and uh, and see where it goes. And I mentioned BitChute earlier. I have been uh, sp I've spent most of the morning uploading uh, video to BitChute. For a while, it was set up to port over anything that we uploaded to YouTube. All of the live streams and everything would automatically go over to BitChute. But since now BitChute has been rendered persona non grata, Twitter has, has vilified it. YouTube, I guess, has decided not to do anything with it. So uh, I'm going back through and manually updating our BitChute account. Library is porting over. So if you prefer to avoid the Google censorship machine, yada, 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 then you know our video is available in other places as well as you prefer. So whatever your personal preference is, it's available in a lot of different platforms. And the the thing that we have talked about, and we've talked about this in a couple of places, about YouTube skewing toward the corporate media, people like, you know, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, MSNBC, ESPN, uh, the the corporate networks, the news outlets that you can get pretty much anywhere else. The independent, the day of the independent creator on YouTube, uh, to me is uh, is limited. It is uh, it is we've seen our best days behind us. I think in terms of that, not just in terms of the independent news channels, but independent channels, the small independent channels in in any in any category, whether it's pop culture or entertainment or actual news, news, politics, whatever, I think that uh, our days are numbered. And certainly if transparency tube takes off, then there are a number of channels that I think are going to become targets of a hit list. Uh, we talked about that oh, here a couple of weeks ago. And you look at some of the things that are being discussed coming out of the presidential election in terms of uh, you, you know, the, 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 the Trump accountability project and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez saying, are we archiving all of these people and all of this? That's an enemies list, folks. Where, wherever you are on the political spectrum, this should be disturbing to you. This is not balanced and fair behavior on the part of anybody, whether it's right or left, it doesn't matter. For anybody to be putting together an enemies list, this is not unity and moving forward and let's get past our differences and let's go forward and try to make progress. This is, we will seek to destroy you. And here's the beginning of this is our list of targets. And YouTube, for all of its protestations of transparency and neutrality, YouTube is a target-rich environment right now. 
And as we discussed when we were looking at transparency tube, that's just one of the things that is, uh, is factoring into the questions about everything. And I'm not going to get into the election. That's a whole other thing. But having been in, in media for 30 years, I can tell you that there is no clause in the Constitution that says the media decides who wins any election, whether it's president or mayor or a, a, a ballot initiative or an amendment or a tax initiative, any of those things, a bond issue, the media's job is to report the facts. Here's what we know. The media's job is not to speculate. The media's job is not to anticipate. The media's job is to report. Now, you can have opinion pieces. You know, the op-ed page has always been there as part of the newspapers. You have opinion pundits. You have people who are, that's their job, is to express opinions about things, whether it's a presidential election or Star Wars. There are people who are going to be sharing their opinion. And as long as they make clear that they are opinion pieces— then no harm, no foul. You can take it for whatever it's worth. Your mileage may vary, and, and you, can, you can take it or leave it. But if somebody is presenting their information as objective news, then the expectation, the ethics of it, are that you don't spin it. And there are a lot of things going on right now that are spent. And I'm not just talking about politics, you know, the politics side of it aside— Everywhere that you go, and it raises the question on whether or not we're in the right place. Now, again, we're small. We're teeny tiny. We have over 1,500, only over 1,500 subscribers. This would probably be more of a problem for us if we had 15,000 subscribers or 150,000 subscribers. Once we get to that point, I'm sure we're going to be on somebody's radar. But as I've pointed out in a number of places, and we've had this conversation in a number of places, those of you who are new, I'll, I'll just bring you up to speed. Here on the staff at Sci-Fi for Me, we have a number of different people who have different political ideologies. We have liberals, conservatives, we have libertarians, we have, um, uh, we have, we have uh, agnostics, we have Christians, we have, you know, we're all over the map. And... It is, uh, it is one of those things where I sit there and think, okay, we need to make sure that we are as apolitical as possible. Because when we're talking about Star Wars, we're not going to be talking about presidential politics. The culture war overlap certainly factors into that. But in terms of a person's political ideology, that's tangential to the conversation about whether or not we think The Last Jedi is a good movie. Some people like it, some people don't, and that's fine. Your opinion is your opinion. You're allowed to have it. But if you say, I'm going to invalidate you as a person because you don't like The Last Jedi, or I don't think that you should be alive because you believe X, Y, Z, then you're crossing a line. And there's a lot of that that's been going on back and forth on a lot of different social media. And Terry, uh, in, in the Facebook comments, yes, things are changing in a bad way. You know, we've seen this going for a, 
for a long while now. Uh, and this, for good or ill, the last two presidential elections have given us a microcosm of all of this playing out. And now you've got, you know, in addition to social media becoming a potential minefield, I mean, you look at what happened with Chris Pratt. You look at what happened with J.K. Rowling. You look at what's going on right now with Zachary Levi. You say the wrong thing, and the, and, and the right people, the Ingsoc people, will come after you. You become a target just by not towing the party line. And I'm not talking about presidential party, political party. I'm talking about social media clout party, cancel culture party. If you're not on the right side of history, quote-unquote so-called, you become a target. And over the weekend... I made the decision, I made a conscious decision to use the log out button on both Facebook and Twitter. And I checked in every now and again, and I logged out, and I'm done. And I spent most of Saturday, most of Sunday, with Facebook and Twitter off on my phone. And it was a much better weekend than I've had in quite a while. Now, a lot of the conversation that I've seen over on Facebook is a lot of people that are talking about jumping over to Parler. And some people may be sitting there going, well, what does all of this have to do with science fiction and fantasy? Because we're a science fiction and fantasy and horror ne network. This is our channel. That's what we do. But we also talk about technology. And science fiction fans are among the first who are early adopters of whiz-bang, biggie-wow tech whether it's the latest flat-screen TV or the, the wristwatch that's a communicator and a, and a health monitor and all of these different things. Science fiction fans are, generally speaking, early adopters of technology. And you look at social media as a technology, and you look at the extrapolation from there, where we're going with this technology, and we've been down this road in a number of different stories, folks, Skynet, Big Brother, HAL 9000, Landru, you look at, you look at Planet of the Apes and, and Godzilla with their warnings about nuclear technology going sideways. Science fiction has a, t has a tendency we can extrapolate and we can project forward and we can predict and we can say, you know what, this could be a not so good thing. And like I said, we haven't been, we haven't been targeted by Transparency Tube yet, although we have been blocked on Twitter by a number of the right thinking people. Just to give you a sampling here, Will Wheaton, Richard Pace, Dan Slott, Heather Antos, uh, uh, Joe Glass... Uh, Greg Rucka, Mags Visaggio, Charlie Jane Anders, Beth Elderkin, uh, Star Wars Explained, a podcast about Star Wars, see, because I guess we're on, we follow the wrong people, and so we're blocked. Haven't interacted with any of those people, but it's, you know, the 12 crazy blue check marks on Twitter, deciding what everybody needs to see and not see. 
because not C's, right? I think the other the other potential problem here with social media and with artificial intelligence just in in general, you know, four years ago, eight years ago, twelve years ago, you didn't have deep fake technology like we have now. Everybody's been using this face app crap to put your face on somebody else's video. Folks, this is dangerous stuff. This is hideously dangerous, scary stuff. Because if you have the right technology, if you have solid, credible, very, very in-tune adaptive AI with deep fakes and face apps, you can make anybody say or do anything and put them in any kind of compromising position that you want. And the social aspects of it, social media, will eat it up. And whoever is your target will be eaten alive, whether it's true or not, whether it can be proven in a court of law that it's fake, does not matter. What's going to happen here, and, and the people who are using deep fakes and using the face apps to put their faces on whatever, who said what's it? Yeah, it's a little bit of fun. But you turn that around and you use face app or, or deep fake to make, for example, a presidential candidate issue a concession speech when he didn't actually do it. Or you put something out there like, you know, you can make Ryan Johnson discredit and, and disavow The Last Jedi. You can make uh, 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 Jeremy Griggs over at Geeks and Gamers praise Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, you can do anything with this. This is dangerous technology. This is dangerous AI. And we have warned you, science fiction in general, as a, as a, a genre has warned you about this. Technology has always had the potential for abuse. And when things go sideways, it's not because of the technology itself. It's because the people that are using it. And there are a lot of people out there who are not careful in how they use new technology. Early adopters need to understand that there is a responsibility here to be careful with it. Because whatever you have heard, there are a lot of people out there who are stupid, who don't think, who are not responsible. And then there are people who are genuinely malicious with this kind of stuff. You know, over the weekend, we've been hearing about this new, this software called Dominion, this Project Scorecard thing. What if technology can be used to alter the results of an election? What if technology can be used to alter the votes of an award system like the Oscars or the Hugos or the Nebulas or take your pick? We're at a point right now where nobody will trust information. Nobody will trust the media. Nobody trusts politicians. Nobody trusts entertainment people. And as that rolls downhill, 
smaller channels like ours either will become targets of that same fallout, nobody's going to trust us, or you flip it the other way, the independent channels become the only place that can be trusted because we don't have a bunch of corporate deep pocket money telling us what to do. Like Disney or Lionsgate or Republican National Committee or the Democrat National Committee or United Nations or World Health Organization, whoever, take your pick. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. We don't have a corporate mandate to do any one particular thing. AT&T, Pepsi, uh, whoever. So over the weekend, as I'm, as I'm looking at all of this stuff, I'm seeing a lot of people that are talking about jumping over to Parler. And I have, I have considered it before. Uh, I have not, have not, uh, have not done it yet. And the question now becomes, uh, one, whether or not we do it. Two, do I do this as myself or do I do it as the brand? Does sci-fi for me get a presence on Parlor? Now, we have an account. There, Sci-Fi for Me exists on MeWe and Gab and Minds and BitChute and Library and, and all those. It, it basically, just as a, as a CYA, we're just putting stuff out there because we're, 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 we're putting all of our ducks in various different places, not just, you know, we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket, as it were. And we have an account, you know, we've got, Sci-Fi for me is on Pinterest, and we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. <clears throat> but now we see, you know, while all of these people are going over to Parlor, I've seen all of this, you know, discussion about what's Parlor, what's Parlor, and of course the comments always generally go towards Parlor is a conservative echo chamber. When it's not, I've seen I've seen quite a few liberals decide to go over there as well. It is, as I understand it a site without censorship. And that's one of the biggest complaints about Facebook and Twitter is the fact that they are, as platforms, <coughs> censoring content, which violates their Section 230 protections. And you get other, other social media platforms that might not have robust technology and algorithms in place to handle the load, uh, Parler apparently had 2 million people sign up in one day and they are having some growth pains. But now the question is, do I put the brand on Parler? Because, oh, well, it's that's where all the Nazis go. But at the same time, you know, you on the other side of the, that coin, is there a marketing opportunity here? Because that's 2 million people now on a social media platform that is not going to be uh, addressed by much of our competition. I know io9 is not going to be there. The Mary Sue is not going to be there. Nerdist is probably not going to be there. Sci-Fi Wire won't be there. So it kind of makes you go, hmm, I wonder, 
should we or shouldn't we? But then you go back to that whole guilt by association thing. Do we do we make it onto a political hit list by making any decision, not just the decision to go to parlor, but any kind of decision, whether or not to do X versus green? It is one of those abort or pivot points that I frequently talk about in terms of our process here in deciding what we're going to do in terms of programming, uh, topics that we cover, any kind of any kind of decision that we make as far as what we're going to do as a channel, as a platform, as a, as a media outfit. Because we are in the media. This is not just this is not just me spouting off as a as a, a channel and it's just me here. There's a team here, and I have to factor that into things as well, because who knows? There could be some people on the team that decide if we jump on Parlor that they're done. I don't know that that's going to happen, but it's happened before. I can't believe you said X. I can't be I can't be a contributor anymore. I've had that happen a couple of different times. So the question now as a brand what are the pros and cons? What are the benefits? What are the liabilities? Because at some point I'm fairly certain and some of this may depend on the outcome of the election. I don't know the, what kind of impact that's going to have. But at some point, the speculation running around in, in a lot of different circles is that at some point, YouTube is going to crack down on conservative media. Blanket, blanket category there. And you look at TransparencyTube and how they're labeling a number of channels as right anti-woke, anti-SJWs, when the people that are involved in those channels are not conservatives, this is a purge that's inevitable. Will we be caught up in that purge? I don't know. I hope not. But on the off chance that we might be at some point then, yeah, it makes a good amount of sense for us to be on other platforms, which is why we're porting our video over to BitChute and Library. Because there is always the chance. There is the chance that we become a target. It's one of the reasons why we're broadcasting now to both YouTube and Facebook. We have the technology that lets us do it, so we're doing it. Because at some point, one of these platforms or more, could be taken away from us. We could be deplatformed just simply because we don't say the right things according to the right people. And that's a scary place to be for some. I'm not too worried about it at this point right now because we're not making any money off of this. So there's no, there's no financial impact. There's just... You know, we do what we do. We enjoy what we do. We do this because it's something that that we like to do and, and we share it with people that we think enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, well, I certainly want to know about that. 
But if there is the chance that we're going to be targeted simply because we're not far enough to the left, then we've got to hedge our bets. We've got to put we've got to put our eggs in various different baskets, not just YouTube or Twitter. That's one of the reasons why we tried to do the Indiegogo campaign so we could raise money to build our own channel and not have to worry about all of this. Because the algorithms are going to catch up to us. I don't have any doubt that at some point the algorithms are going to catch up to us. Whether it's the YouTube AI or we get big enough to draw the attention and the ire of Big Brother and, and, and the, the blue hair check marks, in which case we become the target of brigading or mass flagging or whatever simply because we say the wrong thing. I have no doubt that that's coming. And we've had conversations here internally, and I've told people that's coming. So everybody here needs to be aware, and you in the audience needs to be aware, that at some point, this channel could completely disappear. That's on, that's on the list of the things we have concerns about. And it's a technology question. It is, you know... It, I've, I've said before, we are living right now at the intersection of Brave New World, Animal Farm, 1984, and Fahrenheit 451. That's where we are. And if you haven't read those books, you need to read those books. Because that's where we as a society are standing. We're right there in the middle of that intersection. And social media is at the heart of it. The radicalization and the polarization is driven by algorithms and artificial intelligence, and that is a very dangerous place for us to be as a society. I've seen concerns about people saying, well, if everybody jumps over to Parler, doesn't that just exacerbate the polarization? Because Facebook is censoring conservatives. That's the general, that's the general prevailing thought. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I haven't seen any data one way or the other. I've seen people saying it both ways. But if you assume that Facebook is censoring conservative thought and all the conservatives go over to Parler, so-called, I'm not saying that's the case, but let's say, just for the sake of argument, all of the conservatives end up over on Parler and all of the liberals end up over on Facebook. Well, those are even more of the echo chamber effect and nobody makes any progress towards reconciliation, understanding, communication, any of that stuff. <clears throat> it is a dangerous place to be. So, 
that's the question that we face here. Do we run the risk, do we make the decision and run the risk of getting branded or do we look at it as an opportunity to reach some 2 million people who may, you know, say there's 30% of them that are interested in science fiction, fantasy, and horror? What's 30% of 2 million? 600,000 people? Something like that? I mean, if 10% of that 600,000 becomes a subscriber here, that, that takes us to, what, 7,500 subscribers? Is that enough of an opportunity to justify putting the brand on Parlor? I don't know. Maybe. Or any platform, not just Parlor. I mean, Parlor right now is the one that everybody's talking about, but it's certainly not the only one out there as an alternative to Facebook. There are a lot of them that are starting to gain traction. That's the question. There's not an easy answer. Because the, you know, depending on which way you jump, people are going to make a decision. Preconceived notion or not. It's going to be one of those things where, you know, this is who we are, or, or people assume that's who we are. And if, if we get branded as a conservative site, which we're not, we could have a number, a number of people uh, decide that they don't want to be contributor, contributors or not. Uh, Sci-Fi Snob, it, it, it's not an excuse. There is not an easy answer because of the... If it were just me here, then it wouldn't be any big deal. The fact that we have a staff that is mixed ideologically and politically, that, has, that factors into the decision-making process here. It's not, it's not just me. And I'm going to take exception. I, you've, you've called Tim a communist several times. He's not. I, and I know you're probably doing that in jest, but let's, let's, let's stop with the name calling, shall we? Because it doesn't do any good. Tim is my friend. Tim and I don't agree on anything with, in terms of politics, but I'm not going to sit here and call him a communist because he's not a communist. Okay? Let's, let's, let's put that to bed. The, the, and this is what I'm talking about. The, the, the name-calling and the branding and the issues of, of you're a terrible person because you don't agree with me that kind of thing has to stop. Hi, Kami Mark. And again, it's not just parlor. It's everything. I have, I have spent several think sessions. <clears throat> I have spent several think sessions wondering if we get off of Twitter altogether. I've, I've come that close to pulling the trigger on just dumping Twitter altogether. And Facebook, for that matter. The, the problem with it is 
from from the marketing standpoint, it is a way to reach out to the audience and say, here, we're going to be broadcasting at noon. Here's the link. Looking at the analytics, we don't get a whole lot of traffic from Twitter. We don't get a whole lot of traffic from our subscribers either. We get, we get plenty more traffic from people who are not subscribed. And everybody who is not subscribed is more than welcome here. You don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to be a conservative. You don't have to be a liberal. Like I said at the beginning of the show, everybody is welcome here as long as you're all polite and civil and, and you have something to, to contribute to the conversation. And yeah, and for the most part, uh, Sci-Fi Snob, you're right. We just use Twitter to post links to the show. We don't get into these long, heated diatribes. I might every now and again comment on somebody's thread, uh, usually to make some sort of a humorous comment or post a gif, gif, gif. But I don't get into big, long, drawn-out debates um, because it's, it's, not worth, it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth the effort. So that's that's random thoughts on a Monday uh, with everything going on. In the meantime, we are uh, we are just you know plugging along and and doing what we do. And if people like it, great. If they don't like it, tell us what you don't like, and we'll adjust accordingly. So I don't know. Do uh, you think maybe that kind of covers everything there, Mrs. Boss? Is that is that about that about does it that about wraps okay okay <coughs> excuse me all right so just as a reminder here sci-fi for me uh, or sci-fi sci-fi for me has negotiated with superherostuff.com a 10% discount when you use the promo code sci-fi for me 10 when you check out after you get your order all put together it can be used in combination with some other offers and uh, tell them, tell them we sent you. So maybe, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get a little benefit there. And also, of course, we are on all of the different. Uh, like I said, we're on all of the different social medias. We're on uh, uh, for video. We're on YouTube. We're on on BitChute Library. Broadcasting to Facebook now, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Vero. Pinterest is all cosplay all the time. We're on Gab, we're on Minds, we're on MeWe, so you can check us out on, on all of those places. And uh, if you have feedback, you can leave a comment or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci fi me.com. And we will do this all again tomorrow. We've got a guest. We have a guest tomorrow. Our guest tomorrow is going to be Raymond Bolton. He is an author, and he's going to be talking with us about his work. So tune in tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, here live from the bunker on Sci-Fi for Me, and we will be back then. New H2O tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, and tomorrow night, a new Salacious Crumbs with the latest Star Wars news. In the meantime, uh, check out any of the rest of the videos. Feel free to subscribe if you like. Uh, have your notifications turned on. And we will be back with more in 23 hours here, live from the bunker. Thanks for being here, everyone. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.